in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, I do want to say hello to everyone who might be joining us on a video screen somewhere here in Cheyenne and joining us online all around the world. So thankful that you're tuning in with us today. If you're new here, uh, my name is Jeff Manis, lead pastor here at Element Church, and I think you uh, couldn't have chose a better Sunday to attend than this one. Before we dive in, though, I do want to let you know about a sermon series we are starting in two weeks called Decision 2016. I don't know about you, but it seems there's lots of paranoia today around what's going to happen with this election. And so we're going to address that for three Sundays starting on, on October 16th. There's some invite cards for you on the chairs when you came in. So if you want to take one of those, invite somebody to come. We're going to actually talk about what God says about this upcoming election and the decision that I believe he wants us all to make. And so I encourage you uh, to come back for that, bring somebody with you. As I said, it's a perfect Sunday for you to be here. If you're in the, here in the service, we just got to celebrate uh, baptisms, those going public with their faith as we already celebrated. It's our ninth birthday as a church. And then today, as we are headed into our 10th year of ministry, I am so excited that I get to share with you where we believe God is taking us as a church for the next 10 years and beyond. So nine years ago this weekend, we had our first public service at the Carmel Mike Theaters in the Frontier Mall right here in Cheyenne. 200 people showed up that week. We were packed into an auditorium. There's a picture of us all packed into the theater there uh, at Carmike Theaters. It was, it was amazing. We actually gave out uh, popcorn, free popcorn to everyone. You know, we didn't know if the service would be any good, so we were going to butter them up. Ah, see what I did there? See that? Bad pastor joke. Uh, my wife, uh, my, my kids today said, I can't believe you gave out popcorn, to which my wife said, and I can't believe I didn't think of this, we should have gave out bacon today on our ninth birthday, but we didn't do that. Maybe, maybe for our 10th birthday we'll do that. Uh, it was a little bit different back then. Like the stage was not nearly this big or nice. Uh, here's a picture of our stage. It was 16 feet wide and 8 feet deep. And we would pack four band members and myself onto the stage. There's all of us kind of packed onto the stage there in the theater. And, and we actually had our nursery the first few months uh, in the hallway there at the Carmike Theater. Super sanitary for all the slobbering kids to lick the floor. Uh, but hey, uh, we, did, we did what we could. The worship service, we had 200 people show up the first week, and the worship service was so awesome the first week that the second week we grew from 200 people all the way to 127. It was amazing. It's amazing. But we eventually then did outgrow that little theater. We, we started to lease space in this current facility. We added multiple services. We bought this facility several years back. And then in March of 2014, God blessed us with a grand opening in this newly remodeled, expanded facility that we now get to use uh, here in Cheyenne. And here we are, October 2nd, 2016. Nine years in as a church, we are averaging just under 1,400 people a week in attendance, hundreds participating online. So far this year, 251 people have said, I'm putting my faith in Jesus, which is awesome. <clears throat> 73 people, not counting today, already 73 people this year have gone public with their faith through baptism. We've given away literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in nine years to outreach, serving God's kingdom right here in Cheyenne and around the world. And if I were to take time 
to tell every story of life change, every story of putting faith in Jesus or taking a next step of baptism or every marriage that was restored or every spiritual decision or breakthrough made. If I told every story of an individual who felt like there wasn't a church they could call home because of who they were or what they've done, but they found a home here, it would literally take us weeks to retell all the stories of the amazing things God has done in this place. When you look at what God has been able to accomplish in nine years here through our church, it is absolutely breathtaking. It's breathtaking. And never once, as we sang, never once have we ever walked alone. Amen? He's been with us every step of the way, but I'm here to tell you, church, it's not enough. You might say, not enough? What do you mean, not enough? Are you not happy with what God's done here in the church? And I would say, no, I'm, I'm thrilled about what God has done. It blows me away. I was moved to tears. This week, I was moved to tears again in this service, hearing the story of the young lady being baptized. That's why we exist as a church. It moves me to think of what God has done here. But church, there is more yet to be done, that the job is not finished for our church. In fact, right now, this won't surprise you, the state of Wyoming is the least populated state in America with 584,153 people. I think we might have some graphics for that. Uh, Least populated state, 584,153 people. And according to the latest survey that we could find, 340,552 people in our state claim none as their religion. If you include people in our state who are a part of a religion that does not teach salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, there are 466,774 people in our state who are disconnected from the message and ministry of Jesus. That's 80% of our population. Eight out of every 10 people you will see this week are not in a setting that they are hearing the true message of Jesus or involved in real biblical community. I'm sure you've heard of, of the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt is a region across the southeast, south-central part of the United States where church attendance is generally higher than it is across the country. But did you know now they have a term called the unchurched belt? It was first used in 1985. It was used for the West Coast when a study revealed that California, Oregon, and Washington had the lowest church attendance in America. California has since dropped off the list. Their church attendance has increased, which is awesome that you can drop off that list. But guess who is the buckle of the unchurched belt? It's Wyoming. We're the buckle of the unchurched belt. The gray states up in the left-hand corner of the screen there indicate states where the predominant response of religion is no religion among people who live in Wyoming. So can I make a bold statement? (laughs) I, I say it's bold because in saying it, I'm suggesting that I know what God wants to do. But I believe with a fair level of certainty that based on what God tells us in Scripture about the desires of his heart and based on the information I just shared with you, that I believe right here in Wyoming, God wants to do a brand new thing. And he wants to use our church as a part of that plan, a part of that new thing. 
In February of 2006, God used two verses in the book of Isaiah to confirm to us that he was indeed calling us to start this thing called Element Church. And these verses, though, have been more than just confirmation for the start of our church. I believe that they are God's word for us for the continuation of what he wants to do in our church as well and perhaps all around the state of Wyoming. They are found in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. This is from the 1996 translation of the New Living Translation. They keep on updating these Bible versions and so things change, so it might be confusing to you, but it says this, but forget all that, this is God speaking, it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do a brand new thing. Everyone help me out. Say brand new thing. Brand new thing. Then he says this, see, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness for my people to come home. I'll create rivers for them in the desert. Come on, church, right? That gets me fired up. So what is this new thing that God wants to start today? Well, as I began praying about, okay, God, how do you want me to present this to the congregation? I began, began to realize that we as Element Church are just a small part of a much greater story that really began long before any of us were alive. And to truly understand this new thing that God wants to start today, I think we have to learn about a new thing God started 185 years ago right here in the state of Wyoming. So, in October of 1831, 185 years ago, there were some fur traders from the Oregon country that brought four representatives from local Native American tribes all the way to St. Louis, Missouri, to meet with the uh, director of Native American affairs, William Clark, from the famed Lewis and Clark expedition. Clark understood, as these men talked to him, that these Native Americans had come to ask for someone to teach their people about the white man's powerful book, the Bible they had seen these settlers come through with. Clark interpreted this as a request for missionaries to come to their country and explain the Bible to them. So in 1833, two years later, an account of that request appeared in the Methodist Christian Advocate, a Christian publication at the time, which issued this call to the American church in their publications on the screens. They said this, let the church awake from her slumbers and go forth in her strength to the salvation of these wandering sons of our native forests. And it was that call to arms for the church that set into motion the evangelistic efforts of God's church into the area we now know of as Wyoming to explain to these Native Americans and fur traders in the region the power of the white man's book. In 1835, two years after the call for the church to awake from her slumbers was given, the very first church service was held right here in Wyoming, led by Pastor Samuel Parker. Uh, the first, service, first church service in Wyoming was held in a community we now know of as Pinedale, Wyoming, in Sublette County. By 1867, decades later, the railroad was now formed through the southern part of our state, which brought in more settlers, Christian missionaries, churches, and pastors. In fact, by 1890, there was a grand total in our state of 43 church buildings that had gone up to serve their communities. The very first church building 
ever put up in Wyoming is still standing right here in Cheyenne. St. Mark's Episcopal Church was the first church building to go up here in our state. At that time in 1890, there was 13,000 people that claimed a church home here in our state. But even with 13,000 churched people in our state, it still meant that 80% of Wyoming's citizens in 1890 were unchurched. Here's the sad news to me. And this is what's, I think, inspiring this whole vision God is giving us. That means that in 126 years, we have not seen one percentage point difference change in the number of unchurched people in our state in 126 years. Because still today in our state, there are 80% of our people that are disconnected from the message and ministry of Jesus on any given Sunday. Now, why is that? Why is that? Do people not believe the church is relevant? Do they think the church no longer cares? Has the church not shown that we, that we care? Has the credibility of God's church been damaged, eroding in our state? I don't know, okay? Like, I, I don't know why after all the evangelistic efforts of our spiritual forefathers, it still seems we have not made a dent in the number of people who are in a setting where they are hearing about the life-changing power of Jesus in our lives. I don't know why that is. All I know is this church there is a call to arms happening again today. A call for the church to awake from her slumbers and go forth in her strength to the salvation of these wandering sons and daughters in our state. All I know is this, that Bill Hybels, Pastor Bill Hybels said it best, that Jesus Christ through the local church is the hope of the world. That God has no plan B for saving people in this state. His plan A is Jesus through his church. So you ready for this? You ready to hear where we're going? If you're ready, say ready. ready. Okay. I'm about to throw up on you what's been two years in the making for me. Okay. Because in 2015, we just felt like God was saying, press the pause button on ministry. No new plans, no new dreams, no new initiatives. Just keep doing what you're doing. Serve the city, love the people. 2016, same thing. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Serve the city, love the people. But we felt like God was saying to us in 2017, I'm releasing you to do a brand new thing. So since February of this year, we have been seeking God and praying and working hard on this new thing that we believe God wants us to do as a church, uh, uh, just impacting the state of Wyoming and, and beyond. So I'll remind you of what our mission is. Our mission is to help people experience life to its fullest in Christ. That, that is what drives everything we do. It's the engine to this machine because the only place we will find life is in Jesus. So he dry, that drives everything we do. Our vision statement remains the same, that we want to be a movement of people having such an impact that if we were gone, our communities would miss us. That's been our vision from day one. I, I pray that we would live in such a way that not everyone in our community will agree with what we believe. But I pray that our church would be so powerful in this place that they wouldn't argue about the benefit we bring to our community, that we benefit this place by, by being here. So, so how's that fleshed out? 
Like, how will we flesh out that vision over the next 11 years? So I need you to lean in, okay? Not necessarily physically, but I need you to lock in with me for the next couple minutes. I'm about to read to you, okay, a very uh, lengthy and descriptive vision picture. Okay, this is where we believe God's taking us for the next 11 years as a church. It's going to be on the screens too. But I, I, I understand we are unloading a massive amount of information on you. We're going to take the next year to continue driving this down in our church. We have things we are creating to put this in front of you, like refrigerator magnets and different things to keep the vision in front of you for the next year. But I want you to lean in. You can follow on the screens. Here's our vision description for the next 11 years, okay? By October 3rd, 2027, that will be our 20-year birthday. It's a church. It's amazing to think about. By October 3rd, 2027, Element Church will elevate, expand, and reinforce the credibility of the local church in all 23 counties in the state of Wyoming. With over 400,000 people disconnected from the message and ministry of Jesus in our state, Element will lead the charge to unleash a movement of God's people armed with compassion, infusing life into our neighborhoods through the power of the only one who gives it, Jesus. How will we accomplish this? Well, we will accomplish this by providing weekly worship experiences which will refresh and replenish our souls and will overflow into our everyday lives as we seek and serve the tangible needs of those around us. We will live and lead in such a way that an indelible mark is made on our communities, so much so that if we were gone, an irreplaceable void would be left behind. As a place to call home, we will impart hope and healing, not only for our children today, but also for generations to come. Because of Cheyenne's unique location at the cornerstone of the I-25 and I-80 corridor, which connects our state together, and because this is bigger than any one church, we will partner with existing churches and leaders around Wyoming, investing in their distinct ministry context, providing multiple pathways for all people to be filled with life in Christ. We will also raise up healthy, multiplying, and prevailing pastors and leaders who will produce video locations of Element, plant, uh, plant standalone churches, or participate in their current churches, which will serve as conduits of God's blessing, quenching our thirst and irrigating the parched spiritual landscape around us. We firmly believe that Wyoming does not exist for the church. The church exists for Wyoming. It's time. It's time, church. It's time for us to awake from our slumbers and go forth for the salvation of these wandering sons and daughters. Now, that's a big vision. That's a, that's a lot of information to unload on you right there in that moment. The end date's 11 years away. So what do we do now? Like, what, what's the next step for us as a church? We always tell you, you have next steps. Well, our church has next steps as well to accomplish this vision, and we're going to start here today. So here's three new things that all of us can start today to accomplish this vision in the next 11 years. Here's, here's the first thing. This is going to, we're going to bring it all the way down now into bite-sized pieces. We need a new layer of partnerships, a new layer 
of partnerships. As the vision says, and it's true, this vision is bigger than any one church. It's definitely bigger than, than Element Church because if we were to reach all 400,000 people, we couldn't fit them all in here. Okay, so we need a new building, which we don't want to do that again. So, so how are we going to accomplish this? We're not going to accomplish this all in one year. We're not going to accomplish this all by ourselves. So this has to be a collective effort on the part of God's people, not only here at Element in Cheyenne, but across the state of Wyoming. And the biggest change, so excited about this, the biggest change that's happening in our church in this next year, from now through 2017, is we are expanding the I Heart Cheyenne Outreach Initiative. We are doing away with that title, and we are moving ahead into I Heart Wyoming in 2017. We're going to serve our state, okay? And here's what that looks like. Coming up here on Sunday, December 11th, we'll be receiving what we do every year. It's an annual year-end offering that we ask people who call Element Home to, to give to above and beyond our regular giving. It's called the So That Offering. It's born out of John 3.16, which we know says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only son Jesus, so that whoever believes in him can have eternal life. Well, we also financially, we give so that people can hear about, put their faith in, and follow Jesus. So I'm excited to let you know that with this year's So That offering, it's going to be used to fund the I Heart Wyoming initiative. So in our 2017 outreach budget, if you don't know this, we already give 10% of every dollar that comes into our church, 10% goes into a separate outreach account that's only used for outreach to our city and beyond. So on top of that, in our 2017 budget, we are going to match as a church from outreach up to $50,000 from the So That offering. So last year's So That offering, I think, came on just under 50 grand. So if, if the church gives 50,000, we'll match that to make it an even $100,000 that will be used in 2017 to invest in other ministries who might be able to serve their community. If God gives $100,000 through us in the So That offering, that frees up another $50,000 in our budget to use for outreach. If God through us gives more more than $100,000, we'll take the first hundred for, for iHeart Wyoming, and then everything else will go into a church extension budget that will be used to expand God's kingdom through video locations or plant standalone churches here in our state. So today, we are beginning to look for partner churches in our state who share the same heartbeat and passion that we do to see people come to know Jesus and serve their cities in a tangible way. And if we, when we find those partner churches, we are going to grant them up to $10,000 to serve their community in a tangible way. Our goal then is to do this all in the same month together across the state of Wyoming, the month of August, and we are calling it I Heart Wyoming Month. Now, we want to see this state reach for Jesus. And if we can help in any way to resource an existing church that might just need a shot in the arm financially to serve their community, then we are going to make that happen. We will lead the way in radical generosity as a church, okay? Here in Cheyenne, yeah, you can celebrate that. 
here at Element Church in Cheyenne. We will continue serving our community in the month of August like we always do. We'll still do our big outreach events and projects uh, during iHeart. It'll be part of something bigger now called iHeart Wyoming, no longer iHeart Cheyenne. We also started a podcast uh, called the Infuse Leadership Podcast. It should be, Lord willing, live this Tuesday on iTunes. And our hope is that this podcast will begin to connect us with other pastors and leaders across the state of Wyoming. And we really do want to just pour into them saying, hey, we are for you. We are with you in this. We want to infuse some life into your leadership and ministry. We'd love for you to share that, uh, to spread the word about this podcast. We're going to release them hopefully once a month. First Tuesday of each month should be live on iTunes this Tuesday. We need a new layer of partnerships if we're going to make this happen. And so for those of you who have connections across the state of Wyoming, uh, we would love to know about those so we can begin having those conversations of what it might look like to partner with other churches around our state. The second thing we need is this. We need a new level of prayer. A new level of prayer. Because I'm here to tell you, this vision is not just some cute thing we're going to try to accomplish. This vision needs a mighty move of God if it's going to happen. And God, I believe, responds to the prayers of his people. Like for this to happen, we are going to need miraculous provision from God. Divine appointments and connections to be made. Things that are outside of our control. Like we can control some of it, but the majority of it is, has to be a God thing. So last year, a friend of mine here in the church, his name is Todd, he had what I believe is a brilliant idea. He said, what would it look like if we physically prayed over the entire state of Wyoming. So Todd and I set out on a three-day drive through the entire state of Wyoming, setting foot in all 23 counties in our state in three days. And we stopped at every county line, and we physically stood in that county and prayed for it. We, we claimed Joshua 1-3, Wherever you set foot, I'll be on land I've give, you'll be on land I've given you. So we said, Lord, this is your land. We claim it for your good and your gain and your glory. And Lord, we pray that right here in this county, you would elevate, expand, reinforce the credibility of your church so that more and more people in this county can come to know Jesus. And it was an amazing time. And one of those counties, I won't tell you which one in case you're from there, but one of these counties, I think this speaks to the need we have across the state. We stopped at a gas station, and Todd did not do this at any other stop we had, but for some reason he just felt led to do this. Out of curiosity, Todd asked the clerk at the counter, do you know of any churches here in town? Her eyes got like really big, and she paused for a while, and you could tell she was thinking, and then this was her response. I can't think of any churches off the top of my head. My heart broke. Couldn't have one church in that community. You could look out the front doors, the glass windows of that gas station, and two blocks away was a church. She probably drove by it on the way to work that day. Now, I don't know what was going on in her life that maybe she was just frazzled by the question, or maybe she was new. I don't know why she couldn't think of one, but I just felt like, God, we need you to move. Like our churches need to awake from our slumbers so that when somebody is asked, where's a church I can go to? Like, at least there's one and there's great churches all over our state. Don't get me wrong. Great churches. But if we don't have an awakening of people even knowing about them, how do we even reach them? So we started a, a blog 
It's live right now. You can go there. It's called PrayForWyoming.com. And on this blog, on the 1st through the 23rd of every month, 23 counties, so on the 1st through 23rd, we will post every month a new prayer for the corresponding county to that date. So today is October 2nd. There's a prayer. Uh, should be there live for number two, Laramie County, which we are the county seat for Laramie County. And every day, 1st through 23rd, a new prayer, brand not the same one, a new one, be posted every month on the 1st through 23rd. And all of us can do this. In fact, all of us should do this. You, you can subscribe to that blog. It will email you every time a new prayer goes on there. But you don't you have to think of what to say. It's all right there for you. There's some scriptures that we are theming prayers around. We're going to pray for pastors and churches and leaders and lost people all across the state of Wyoming that God would reach them for Jesus. New level of prayer. I encourage you all to check out prayforwyoming.com. Number three, then, is this. We need a new love for people. We need a new love for people. And in saying that, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you don't love people. Because if there is one thing that I think you as a church people stand out in, it's your genuine love for everyone. Regardless of who they are, what they've done, how they look, or where they came from, like you are a people who loves, genuinely loves people. And I praise you for that. In fact, one of the prayers, I told you this before, one of the things we just feel as a staff and leadership that God wants us to pray is we pray this. Every week we pray this. God, bring us people who nobody else wants or who believe nobody else would want them, and we will give them a place to call home. That's, that's the heart of, of who we are. And God does, starting with me, right, and I think all of you would admit too, God brings us unlovable people. All of us at times are unlovable, right? But I want as a church to continue that love for people. But here's what I say, here's what I mean when I say a new love for people. Our love for people if this is going to happen, has to grow from the ones we see now to the ones only God can see in the future. Because this is not just an 11-year vision. This is a vision that I am praying will affect generations to come. It's a generational vision. That we wouldn't just create churches for our children but we will be creating churches where our grandchildren's grandchildren can call home. Where our grandchildren's grandchildren can find life in Christ or go public with their faith through baptism or receive counseling for their marriage or be discipled in their faith or maybe find a place to call home when they thought no one would accept them. This is a generational prayer and a generational vision that maybe, maybe, 185 years from today, there might be a group who meets like this and says on October 2nd, 2016, there was a group of people who were awakened from their slumbers and they went out into our state for the salvation of those who did not believe in Jesus. And we are standing here today, 185 years later, because that church actually cared. <laughs> they actually cared. That's what I'm praying will happen in our church. So we, we made a video that I think captures this vision that God has given to us. In this video, it kind of 
follows the themes of what I've been talking to you about today. And I knew that, man, coming on here and unloading all of this on you, literally two years in the making, I unloaded in 28 minutes on to you. And so I understand this is like information overload, drinking from a fire hydrant type stuff. Hopefully we got down to some bite-sized pieces. And over the next year, we'll be kind of dripping that vision to you, uh, drilling it down into who we are as, uh, as a church. But hopefully this vision, I, I believe, hopefully this video will just cause one more, one more ember to start lighting fire in your soul. To understand that you, individually, not just Elma Church, but all of us individually, we are a part of this vision. So I want you to go ahead and I want you to check out this video. Church. What is it? Is it a refuge? A building? A people? The church was created to be the bridegroom of Christ, a catalyst of change, breeding hope, called to respond in a culture thirsty for truth, but abandoning religion. It was a movement of people, a movement of light, a movement piercing the darkness born through death. resurrection of Christ shook the core of hopelessness. His church, his people, imprisoned, opposed, and oppressed, could not be stopped. They embodied the message of the ransom that was paid for us all on that bloody cross. It was grace. It was beautiful. It was Jesus living through men. And he was alive. But sin strong. It's intoxicating, alluring. It's familiar. It's empowering. The puppet master pulls the strings in the darkened recesses of our hearts where no one or nothing else dares to go or disrupt. It's our mistress whispering soothing venom into our souls. The church's nemesis had awoken masquerading as light. Sin has marred the image of the church. Evil will never relent and never back down. It will decay, envelop, vilify, and destroy everything in its path. One justification at a time. Religion, the church, and above all, Jesus has become forgotten. Smeared across the moral canvas, the church's reputation, its image, its cause has been called into question. Sin has rebranded itself. It has blurred the lines between right and wrong, eliminating needed moral boundaries, which will bear supernatural ramifications, just as it was foretold. Where is the church in all this? What is our response? Awaken from your slumber and arise as embers, rekindled, flickering, burning amidst tempered sullen ashes. For darkness's eyes are now fixated upon you. We are serving a city that Jesus died for. We will rise to the challenge. We are not promised tomorrow, but we will stand amidst the ashes of our past and live for today. 
We will rise and be a refuge to the ones no one else wants. We will count the blessings of today because we live to see another tomorrow. We will be a beacon of light and truth, a city on a hill which cannot be hidden. We will restore the image of the church. We will infuse life through the power of the only one who gives it, Jesus. In a world which is self-serving, we will strive to be selfless. We will serve with radical love and radical generosity. There will be life within our walls, which cannot be contained. So much so, it will infect the hearts of our people and it will spill into our communities. Since 2007, Element Church has burned with a passion for life, renewal and restoration of the church. We have been on a mission to help people experience life to its fullest in Christ and a vision to once again be a movement. A movement of people having such an impact that if we were gone, our communities would miss us. We love Cheyenne. We love our city. We may be strong, but it does not mean we aren't hurting. This is where it all started, but this is not where it ends. We not only want to reach Cheyenne, but the whole state of Wyoming and beyond. No, it does not end here. We will elevate, expand, and reinforce the credibility of Jesus' church, which he said the gates of hell could not stand against. We will be a place to call home, to the lost, to the broken, to the hurting and weary, to the ones no one wants. You will always find solace here. Love the church Seeking, striving, struggling, we will not stop until the lost are found and the found are liberated. We will give up who we are for those who are not and have not. The people do not exist for Element Church. Element Church exists for the people. Thank you, From the bottom of my heart. You're wasting your time just by continually saying no to him. What it really means to me to be a Christian for the first time in my life.